Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. And today it is a massive welcome back because we are talking about real-life Formula One. As much as virtual has been amazing, it's finally about the real-life Formula One world because we have the Austrian Grand Prix Part 1 this weekend. I'm Matt Gallagher, of course, and joining me in this podcast, as always, would never be the same without it. Hit it, him. You're in it under him. Be. It's Tom Bellingham. Hello. F1 is back. I am it is. buzzing. It's been, again, we're having another preview podcast. Part two. Yeah, second so attempt. this is our second part for our preview. Hopefully it's the last preview podcast <laughs> we have to do for the 2020 season. God forbid if we have to do a third. Oh. Uh, but... Today, obviously, we're going to be discussing all about the Austrian Grand Prix Part 1. What's going to happen? Your questions. But first, we had three word previews from some of you on Instagram. At Harvey.316, I am excited. At RC underscore Dianesh, about effing time. And at Matty Johnson 17 uh, I don't know how to pronounce this one. It's actually in three parts, but it's Sagruftetub Jijakslj. Jugajhext. Essentially nice. gobbledygook. I like it. I liked that one. I actually tried. Yeah, I tried to pronounce it. So, uh, Matty Johnson, I hope I did you proud. And of course, your name is Matty as well. So, uh, I was, I was a big fan it's of been... that word review. It just just cannot did handle. It, it strike a chord. Yeah, cannot handle the excitement of F1 back, just mashing the keyboard. I was a big fan. Big fan. Uh, and it was a big load of gobbledygook. Uh, it's been 217 days, which is. Almost double the amount we thought it was going to be. It's actually just over double, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What we thought it was be it would be when we finished in Abu Dhabi last year. Can you believe it is? Well, it'll be July when this goes out, and we haven't had an F one race yet. It's it's mad, mind boggling, it's unbelievable. We could never have imagined it at the end of Abu Dhabi to think that because we're so used to really short um, off seasons now because uh, we've obviously growing up watching Formula One in the kind of 90s and 2000s and there, and maybe there was like 15, 16, but we used to 21 races and it, the, the season finale is getting later and later and the kind of uh, season opener is getting earlier and earlier. So not much of an off season, but yeah, it's the third longest in history. Well, that's what Assess Savannah Asus Savannah uh, was asking, is this the latest in the year that F1 season has started? Is this the third latest? Yeah, so in terms of actual date, we've never started a F1 season in July. The in, in the 50s, when they used to have seasons where there were only kind of like eight races and they were very spaced out, we'd race in kind of middle of May time. So this is, yeah, the, in terms of actual days, though, it's the third longest in history. What were the other two, do you know? 50 to 51 and and uh, 60 to 61 although when we put that graphic up on insta someone made a very good point that the longest off season was actually uh pre-1950 and 8 billion years which uh did make me chuckle <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels like this uh off season's been 8 billion years to be honest 
It does. We're, we're never, ever going to think that an off-season is long compared to this, no. are we? You know, three months, oh, you know, what am I going to do with the time? It'll fly by. But this has been ridiculous, obviously, you know, with the whole world situation. it's It's been out of everybody's hands. But, yeah, yeah uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of F1 racing. It's going to be very weird to have Austria twice, um, something we've never experienced before. Uh, have we ever had it before, Tommy? I'm going to put you on the spot again with that one. Ooh. Have we ever raced at the same track twice in a season? Oh, God, you have put me on the spot there. I don't I know. actually just, know. Just I don't believe instincts. there's ever been a double header. I think there may have, there is probably an event in history where there has been two races where a circuit may have had to jump in. I know there was like two races in Britain where, you know, you have the whole, um, the whole thing where they race and they did it as like the British Grand Prix and the European Grand Prix mm. and things like that. But yeah, this is a very yeah. odd one that we're essentially, they're going to be a week apart, which is very strange, which we'll go into later. Yeah, look, I was happy. I think I tweeted a few months ago, I was happy to have France 21 times if necessary. <laughs> so the fact that we're going to Austria twice is not the worst thing in the world. We had a great race last year, although it tears my heart slightly apart with uh, how that ended. But yeah. we had a great race there all the same. Obviously, it was a really hot day then, wasn't it? Whereas it looks like in the forecast, it could even be raining mm. uh, th this weekend. So that could spice it up even more. I think I might actually explode if we have F1 back after seven months or whatever it is. And also we have rain and we have like a crazy race like Germany or something. That would be mad, wouldn't it? Yeah, I saw I saw um, a, uh, this This is going to be mad, but I saw a, a stat today. I don't know the exact um, on this day, but someone said it's been a year ago since Germany. So that really kind of shows how late on we are in the season to have no F1. Mm. Crazy. That's mad. Let's move on to some... Uh, News. We've had a little bit of news uh, since our last podcast that we did, uh, one of which is the new Mercedes livery uh, and Williams as well, of course. Um, obviously, the Mercedes one was a more powerful and stronger message, whereas the Williams was just their new livery, wasn't it? So yeah. two two kind of very different uh, car launch liveries. But the Mercedes one, I guess, was uh, was a really interesting one to to see as a movement from the team. Obviously, I imagine, don't know the ins and outs, but you would speculate that Lewis Hamilton had a lot to do with that. To, to really kind of force the, uh, uh, the the message that's been going through, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and, and that amazing movement for the last few months uh, and obviously long continuing into into the future as well. Uh, I am interested to to think, you know, to, to see what they'll also do apart from that, because obviously you have the livery, which is a great, great thing to see. Um, you've got Lewis Hamilton setting up a new foundation, wasn't it as well? Yeah, and I believe Mercedes um, so have done something similar as well. So it isn't, it isn't just yeah. the livery. Um, that they've done they do have, have actually like committed to doing things rather than just um, making a statement but it is obviously a very powerful statement for someone like Mercedes to to do it you're right you're right that um, I believe that it kind of the talk came about from them chatting to Lewis Hamilton about about his feeling yeah. towards things and yeah for, for Mercedes to do something is is a pretty big deal because of course they're they've been silver for generations and that is their racing color so not not saying it's less impactful if someone else does it but other than ferrari it's one mm. of those things where like that's their racing color so you you kind of feel well mercedes will never not be silver so this is a really kind of bold thing to do and it looks yeah. damn awesome as well in my opinion it looks amazing uh the message is is, is also amazing i I, I, yeah i'm not going to get into trouble for saying this but i i found it ridiculous uh the amount of social media hate towards Hamilton towards Mercedes for 
for saying that they're hypocrites or, you know, the fact that they look back down their history. Yeah, uh, and I think I read a tweet from F1 Dorney, who, who she was saying about if you look back at any company's history long enough, you'll find something to 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 have a go at them about. Like Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it and things yeah, like that. Exactly. But you don't see people saying stuff about that now. So um, I think that that's a very select group of individuals that's saying those ridiculous things. But Nigel um, Farage, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Don't even get me started with with him starting me on Twitter uh, the other yeah. the other week. But um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm personally, and I'm sure you're the same. I don't want to speak for you, Tommy, but you know, we're fully behind that 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 amazing message that that Hamilton's been pushing, and and everyone within the sport that's now kind of coming out and saying things. Uh, and and yeah, so Abs- yeah, absolutely, and that. the uh, and of course the uh, F one's pledge as well. So hopefully, mm. hopefully we two, race as one. Yeah, is it race? we race as one. Yeah. So yeah, important messages, which hopefully, like you say, let's hope it's not just a flash in the pan, um, because it's important for it to happen all all the time, not just you know like a little phase while there's no F one racing, but it's definitely going in the right direction so let's let's hope that happens and yeah absolutely it's it's great that what mercedes have done and i can't believe people would complain about it so but there you go people complain about everything at the moment don't True, they on social media yeah. but let's let's move on let's let's keep it positive uh, so yeah so the mercedes livery as an actual whole looks sexy i have to say i really like it yeah. you know we I think before their first car launch, obviously there was lots of talk about, oh, you know, will the Mercedes change? And then it hardly changed. Then people were talking about the bit of red, red they didn't yeah, particularly yeah. like. And, you know, there was tiny little minuscule things, but now it's completely changed. And, you know, that will ensure that the message stays for at least a season and into the future when people look back on it and go, oh, why did they have that livery? Uh, and, and I personally love it. Yeah. And and the Williams one, uh, yeah, I think it's better than last year, personally. Not difficult. But it's still, it's still not really still not mm. like blowing me away it's good i like it it's like everyone everyone's just saying like how clean and fresh it looks which um yeah colgate yeah but yes yeah, it's, it's it's decent the um it's funny i saw i saw a crazy stat that this will be the first f1 car lewis hamilton has ever driven that's not silver that is a very good point it's crazy isn't it mclaren and mercedes yeah, yeah. mad so let's see how he does uh, hannah Hannah S F H. People's names, honestly, it's not like Hannah. You've missed this, Hannah. Hannah S F H. Yes, I've really missed trying to pronounce people's names. Will the Mercedes new liveries jinx their win? Just like that, they're they're just like they are try something different in Germany. That's not the greatest of English, but just like they tried in Germany, I imagine that's what's trying to say. And well, I mean that's speculation. I don't believe in that sort of stuff where it's you know written in the stars and and all that good good stuff, but. I don't think it will distract them because Germany was a very unique case and the fact that they were distracted, it was a whole show that they were putting on. They'd pretty much wrapped up the title in Germany, which is quite difficult, you know, and hard to accept as an F1 fan, yeah. but they had. And, you know, they could they could afford to put on such an amazing show. Obviously, they looked bad afterwards, but, you know, it's, it's a livery and that's it. So for the season, you know, I don't I don't see it affecting them at all. Really. No, no, exactly. There'll, there'll be a bit of kind of extra maybe media um, chat and the the thing is like hamilton's shown that uh he is a a really good driver when it comes to distractions you know he's he's won so many world titles um when people complain uh, certain news outlets love to kind of 
prod him at everything he does and say oh why is he why is he in a recording studio doing music he should be focusing on the title and he's still winning the world title so and and i've seen yeah. the same thing where people it was at singapore that, i feel like singapore was was the one was one where he yeah yeah had just flown in from doing something or other and then he won and then he won <laughs> and then set like one of the greatest pole laps of all time yeah i remember that yeah. um but yeah he's 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 going to be one of those that doesn't get phased by it and i'm sure i'm sure it's not going to affect them but the the whole thing with germany like you say i'm not one for believing that they jinxed anything or it was cursed it was just one of those crazy races but if the weather forecast in austria is anything to go by we might have something of the same because it does say that heavy thunderstorms are expected at the weekend although i do believe that's changed to friday so you never know but it could you never know it could could happen fingers crossed although i don't mind as long as the race goes ahead, I don't want too much yeah. rain that the race gets cancelled. Can you imagine? That, oh my god! I think everyone would just explode. Uh, at iNico one zero zero one zero says, "Will this long pause from racing advantage? What? Oh, from racing? Yeah. No, no comma. Advantage F one teams or disadvantage them? Uh, I, I personally, from that um, from that question, I think that the the brains never stop. So I feel like the F one teams at the top." We'll still have more time to think about things, especially with how it ended with F1 testing. Then obviously the shutdown, but that doesn't mean that people don't stop working, don't stop making designs and, you know, sitting at home, sketching this, that and the other. And I feel like if anything, I think it might advantage Ferrari with how slow they looked and they gave it gave them enough time to at least research why. Uh, but that's just, that's my thinking. Yeah, I guess they're, they're all in the same boat, aren't they? But in terms mm. of uh ferrari uh, i did actually <laughs> i had the same thing in my notes that ferrari would be glad for uh, a longer break because they it seemed like they were pretty woeful and there was even talk that they might even yeah. be slower than racing point which would be rather insane which we'll go into in a bit yeah. but um i did read that they aren't bringing any updates to austria so maybe things aren't aren't going as well but in terms of teams that were probably fuming that would be racing point because it sounded like they had an absolute banger of a car according to kind of media hype and paddock hype and all that kind of stuff and they looked like they were going to go into australia maybe even challenging for a podium or at least be best of the rest so they're probably a little annoyed it'd be interesting to see how they do but they could... Yeah, it doesn't take away from their pace, though, does no, it? Like, no, no. The, They're the, not going to just the be The car slow. is still there, and it'd be interesting to see if we see eight teams full of pink Mercedes uh, copies <laughs> and aerodynamics very similar to, to last year's Mercedes. But, yeah, yeah I think you know it's going to be interesting to see where racing points stack up. There was a lot of hype, but, you know, as we know with testing, there's always hype, and then whoever wins, or well, wins testing, but it's fastest in testing, doesn't usually be the... It isn't usually the fastest, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, that's not usually the case with midfield teams, though, is it? We don't usually see a a Renault or a McLaren or whatever topping the times. It's not not as not as easy as that. So I think that's one of the things um, I'm most excited for is seeing just how good this racing point is. I know it's controversial, yeah. but it's going to be going to be. Well, exciting. let's before we dive into any more of that, at Mattia Nuara says, "Are racing point contenders or pretenders?" Hmm. I I think they're neither. I think they. I don't think they'll be contending. I don't think they're pretending to have pace. I think they fit just quite nicely from what we saw in F1 testing behind Red Bull and Mercedes, but ahead of Ferrari was what it looked like at least. So 
it's they're they're bridging that gap from the midfield to the front runners from what we can see or what we did see, which is what we so got used to seeing back in like 2012 yeah. when you know we had lots of different cars on the podium and things. So yeah, I think for me that's what I'd like to see it happening in uh, this year. Pers- personally, I don't I don't buy the fact that there'll be uh, this will probably be one of those top 10 things moments before disaster but i personally don't don't buy the fact that racing point are going to be faster than ferrari i can't for me just the way the last few years have gone i cannot see anyone breaking into that top three i mean i'd happily be proven long wrong no disrespect to ferrari but just because i love an underdog uh it would be amazing to see racing point challenging for podiums just for a for a story but I can't, I personally cannot see them beating Ferrari. I can see them being better the rest and beating McLaren, but I think it's a stretch to think that they'd be in the top three. Maybe it's difficult. There's only one way to find out, we and won't... it happens on Sunday <laughs> <laughs> or even Friday. We might find out yeah. a little more on Friday. Well, not if it's raining and then it's dry in the race. Uh, could uh, could provide some spicy spicy times, mm. but. Uh, how drivers will approach things. Another thing to, to kind of cast our minds upon. At Michael Grimwoo 5 says, will the drivers be more aggressive with a shorter season, meaning each point means more? Hmm. I think, yeah. I don't think aggression, just purely from the fact that if they're too aggressive and then they crash into somebody, that's zero points and points do mean more because this is the first time I can imagine in history where a team and their drivers are going into a season not knowing how long the season is going to be. So for them, they they don't know that where the halfway point is. They don't know where the end point is. It must be such a weird thing to go into. So that's why I know that it's very cliche what they used to say in, in media interviews across the years, like, oh, you know, we'll just, you know, take each weekend as it comes. But literally that's what they have to do. Yeah. <laughs> so so each time it's it's gonna have to feel like a championship to them. It's it's insane, isn't it, that we we did a podcast, oh God knows when it was now, um two two, three weeks ago about people saying that the new calendar was favoring Red Bull and all that stuff, which personally we came to the conclusion that we don't think Shot it down. does. Yeah. But it is it is going to be fascinating that and the point we made in that was never like you say never have we gone into a season where say say seven races are gone i mean let's be honest they're going to announce the races a lot sooner than that but say even the first three races and they they theoretically speaking i doubt, I doubt this would happen but theoretically speaking they go yeah th- we can't do any more races because of the covid situation or you know if that evolves mm. or whatever They've they've done three races. That's almost half the season done, and the drivers may have been planning for ten races and not really going hard or making moves. And then there's only a handful of races where they need to catch up that that points difference. So the championship could, if if people are close to Mercedes, which we really hope they are, th- it could be an insane championship where no one knows when the season's going to end. It's like a lottery when, uh, like how many points people are going to need to be able to catch up. Yeah, I, I don't I don't doubt that every weekend is usually a big push from the drivers, big push from the teams. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think mentally it's going to be a, an interesting one just purely from the fact, as you say, we don't know when the end is. We don't know. I'd hope to think that when we get to the final of scheduled races, we then know what's happening <laughs> yeah. after that. But um 
but yeah, as you say, it's, it's and, and as F1 have loved to say, loved to say over the last few months, it's a fluid situation. They don't know what's going to happen. Mm. You know, everything's changing by the minute. Um, but I don't think people will be more aggressive. I think that it will just mean a lot more um, during the races. And I think that you might see drivers even more annoyed in the post-race stuff if it hasn't gone their, their way or if the car's rubbish or even if qualifying goes badly. So... Um, Moving on to the next question, at Palin Lover says, with no guarantee of when the season will end, do you think that adds more pressure to the drivers and who do you think will relish the challenge? I think, well, we did discuss Red Bull not necessarily being favoured over the, the, the current set of tracks, but I think with the fact it is Austria, Austria, Hungary, there is definitely a chance for Verstappen, as we've already mentioned, to potentially win three races, have a, an enormous championship advantage, and then... That's that. That's the situation I think Verstappen would relish in is leading a championship and absolutely giving it elbows to fight for every single point, tooth and nail. Mm. So for me, I think someone like Verstappen definitely. Uh, I think it's a great chance for Albon to get his first podium in the first few races. Uh, it will add more pressure for sure, uh, and, and especially with those teams that are potentially struggling a bit more. Maybe Haas because they were struggling financially before. I think. Uh, McLaren have been struggling, but they said they've never they'd never leave F1. But these teams that need the points from the constructors' championship for the money, if they're not if they're not yeah getting the results, I'm sure they'll pile on the pressure to the drivers. Yeah, we said we said in the last one about Mercedes not like the the last couple of seasons. Mercedes have kind of been ahead from the start and um, and kind of walked it really. This, like you say, I don't think the calendar favors Red Bull because after the first three races, then it becomes more Mercedes territory. But like you say, if if Verstappen does win the first three races, then there'll be huge pressure on Mercedes to try and turn it around, and it would be really interesting to see them behind. One of, one of the things actually with this whole situation about a shorter championship, I was thinking this the other day that the the effects of a mechanical failure could be like absolutely devastating on a championship. Mm. And um, yeah. if you go back to 2016 and Hamilton in Malaysia, where it looked like he was going to win the title that year after kind of all the failures he'd had and he pulled it mm. back for Rosberg and then had that mechanical failure. If Mercedes are completely overpowered and incredible and finishing one, two in every race, even if Bottas is finishing second in all those races, Hamilton has one failure, Bottas wins, and a 25-point swing in Bottas's favour, and there's only 10 races. It's ma it's yeah. massive. That could be pretty dramatic. It is huge. I imagine we'll probably get more than 10 races You'd if hope the COVID so. situation doesn't get out of hand. But We never know. It looks like it. It could again. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, it's, it's very much a, a difficult situation to predict. But as you say, yeah, it could be ten races. It could be could be fifteen. But either way, it's still not going to be twenty two. Hmm. I think that's pretty much a hundred percent guaranteed. Yeah. So there is more more pressure on the teams. It's a really good point because you know if if they don't if they have a double DNF, that's constructors championship out the window it almost feels mm. like i imagine after a, a race like that so uh, or a championship where there's only 10 races so yeah you make a very good point so it'll be interesting to see if they push the car as much as 
they would have in a in a, in a full season. You yeah. know, when you see Verstappen saying he wants to go for fastest lap, will they even risk going for fastest lap these days when they've got so much on the line, say if they're in P5 and 6 or whatever? I don't know. But that's just uh, speculation. But But at the same time, it will be very interesting to see how it all pans out because this is going to be a season we'll hopefully never have again. Uh, but it'll be one that we look back on in the history books and go, "Wow, that really did happen, didn't it?" It's going to be, it's going to be really bizarre looking back on the season generally, just in terms of the the pictures will be strange because, like you say, you've got people in different liveries, you've got people wearing masks, you'll have no crowd. It's going to be truly bizarre but it, obviously the devastating effects of of covid aside in terms of the actual racing and the spectacle it's one of those seasons that's just a complete mix and it's going to be so different to any other season it's going to be really really interesting from a kind of pure racing perspective yeah for sure i don't think any of us really thought we'd lived through a global pandemic did we uh, it's just been the most outrageous few months but uh, mm. hopefully everybody watching listening uh you guys uh you're staying safe and yeah it's been a, a very weird time and hopefully we'll be able to get back back to normal at some point <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah right let's move on double headers at spoopy roll hello spoopy <laughs> how different do you think the races on the same tracks will be or will they be carbon copies of the previous rate race the week before now for this one it's uh, in my heart, I'm saying, please, you know, we'll have two completely different races, but it, it just can't be the same. Like the, the pace will be pretty much the same unless the track conditions are so widely different because, you know, if it's 31 degrees and the tyres are absolutely, you know, blistering on the Mercedes and that's the, the temperatures we know they don't work at very well. And then the next week it's 20 degrees. That could be a completely different set of form for, for all the teams. Uh, but if it's similar conditions, it's going to be a, a carbon copy, I think, of at least qualifying. The race can go so much different. Lap one can go so much more different. We have safety cars, things to mess up the strategy. But <laughs> it's almost like a practice run for the second race where we'll know the strategy. And it'll be interesting for me to see if teams go for different strategies, different tyre strategies, learn from the first race and try something different in the second. Uh, it's it's certainly going to be a hopefully an interesting one and i'd hope it's not just going to be a copy and paste for the next week i think that's probably the the biggest concern for people while we're all buzzing about formula one being back i think i think it's fair that people are disappointed that maybe they didn't play with the second race a little more do something like a reverse grid or yeah. or something a Absolutely. little bit different we, we won't go into that because you've mentioned it so many times in every podcast we've done in lockdown but um it is one of those weird situations, but and I, and I'm the same as you. I I very much want to be like no race is the same, and it only takes a bad qualifying. You've seen you've seen problems in qualifying for even Mercedes, so yeah. it only takes a failure. Say Mercedes walk the first race with a one-two, Hamilton could have a failure in qualifying in the next race and then it's completely different and he has to come through the field and even if he wins again it's still a different dynamic someone can have their wing taken off in the first corner track temperatures different people can do a bad qualifying lap there might be rain even if there's rain on the friday it it kind of hampers their setup because they're planning how they're going to use the tires in the temperatures that they're expecting on sunday and then yeah it 
there's so many variables that it's not going to be exactly the same. What I will say is I just hope it's different enough. Yeah, and, and and I think going back to my original point, it all depends on the track conditions because if Ferrari on the first qualifying or a second off and it's similar track conditions for the second <laughs> one, gonna be it's second not going to be much yeah. different. You, you know, they can't they can't develop a part and send it out. They might be able to because, you know, I, you hear about different specs of wing, different sort of stuff they bring to certain races. They might do a thing where they realize that their setup is completely wrong in the first one and they get something flown out from their factory for the second race. But that's about as extreme as it'll get, as if that part is already prepared. So for me, I don't see the form sheet changing hardly at all unless we have a complete widespread change of of conditions and um, crashes and all that good stuff. But I think the unknown is is definitely still there. Lap one is still a complete unknown. So for me, definitely stay tuned. The fact that I think it's... The fact that I think it's the fact that it's the first and second race benefits, I think, for 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 viewers because we're we're not we won't be used to Formula One being back again when we have Austria again. So I don't think there'll be many complaints. Yeah, it's, it's hard uh, to complain when we, when we It go really again. is hard to complain that even if the second race is dull, we'll just be happy that Formula One is back. It's been a long exactly. time. At Nitro084 says, what would the teams be doing on the second weekend practice sessions when at the same track as they would have been, when at the same track as they would have already done three practice sessions on the first weekend? I think for this one, there's never enough amount of testing. So they'll still be trialing all sorts of different stuff uh, in my head anyway, because you have FP1, you have FP2 and FP3. They have their sort of race, race runs, qualifying runs, um, testing out different setups for for both, they will take those learnings from the first race and then trial it in FP1, FP2, FP3 of part two. That's how I see it anyway, because they'll know in their heads what they did wrong in the first race and they'll look to adjust that in the second. It will be different for sure, but uh, we we all know what I think of practice. They this this is scrap yeah, it. This, this is their their chance that would have been would have been great to ditch it. The the one thing I think is very strange actually for Austria is for Silverstone the second race they are actually bringing different tire compounds to the first race. So so okay. I don't don't quote me on this, but for for example, because I can't remember the exact C one or whatever it was, yeah, yeah. but for example, the the first race at Silverstone is C two C three C four I think, and then the next race. Yeah they're doing c3 c4 c5 so there'll be a different tire oh, okay uh, they're not but they're not doing that for Austria, which i think is a really strange decision that's very odd and it, that's a, such a that's not even something i thought no and it's such that's an easy way I've... to make it slightly different without different. it being too artificial yeah, yeah, yeah. very very odd that they've not done that i don't i've not read any reason why they haven't done that in austria but when i saw it for silverstone do you reckon it's a conservative approach or something maybe they they you know they, they know that th- these three compounds will work they don't want to introduce something that might spice it up, but also they don't know how well they'll work, I guess. Because that, that's the reason there's different compounds, right? Because yeah. they can then choose between them for the tracks. So maybe they feel that like Austria is only three compounds safely. I, I don't know. I'm literally just thinking yeah. out loud. It's, it's a really weird one. As soon as I saw the Silverstone thing, I was like, that's a really good idea. Why? Wait, they're not doing that for Austria? Why? And it just seems mm. to me like a perfectly logical way just to... Because what ones are they using for Austria? Oh, I, Do you know? I don't know. You carry on chatting and no. I can always look. 
Okay, you can look it up. Right, we'll go into predictions whilst you look it up. So, at Ernst Jan uh, 1987, what do you think will be the biggest surprise this season? Oh, I don't don't know. I don't know anymore. (laughs) Uh, I think the biggest surprise will still probably seeing Racing Point on the podium at some point if their, their, uh, their, their pace matches up to... Well, from first F1 testing, if that matches up to to what we see this season, I think that that'll be a big surprise. Um, I think I don't know. I I think we'll see a resurgent Vettel as well. I think we will see someone that will really take it to Charles Leclerc this year. Uh, that that's what I would like to see anyway. What do you get? You he's got me? nothing. That's an interesting point actually. Vettel's got nothing to lose now because he doesn't he he doesn't need to keep Ferrari happy they're not gonna unless he does anything horrendous fire in mid-season so he doesn't really need to keep Ferrari happy and he he's he's probably the kind of driver that would just say well screw it this is my last season I'm gonna take it to Charles and I think it would be amazing to see that I've got the I've got the tie compounds by the way so go on him uh C2 C3 and C4 for Austria second race obviously C2 C3 C4 and then Silverstone, they're doing C1, C2, C3 for the first race and C2, oh, okay. C3, C4 for the second race. Okay, so scrap the first thing you said. That's the real yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> so it, delete okay. your comment now if you already uh, complained. Yeah, delete. Yeah, yeah. We, we've already corrected it, guys. I can hear you typing <laughs> as, uh, as, as we said that. But um, okay, good stuff. So that is interesting. Yeah, C2, C3, C4, that's right in the middle as well. So. Who knows? But they definitely should have mixed it up. That's uh, 100% agreed. Uh, So predictions. I am predicting that a racing point will qualify in the top five. Going for quite a safe one there, I think. With uh, I don't know. That's still pretty pretty bad. Uh, Yeah, I I think, well, for you, you don't believe racing point will stack up to being faster than Ferrari. I think potentially with Austria looming with some rain, we could see a racing point in the top five. Uh, And then Albon first podium. Because as, as much as Red Bull, I don't think will be home and dry in terms of pace i think they may not because they weren't even that they weren't quicker last time they won were they the mercedes just conked out or at uh, least austria you're about I'm trying to remember no sorry yeah so the year before year was before I'm just trying to think when Verstappen, was the one where they i think mercedes were walking it and they messed up there was a mid-race safety yeah, car they, they messed up the tire strategy and then they overheated they did, because yeah, they were yeah. stuck behind other cars i think I remember seeing a Verstappen interview not that long ago with him saying, I don't know why everybody's saying that it's our favourite track because we, we haven't been fastest there for the last however many years. Mm. We've just ended up winning that, it. That's so, <laughs> so true because th- this is a, a now throwback for, for you and any kind of OG WTF1 fans. But I remember when uh, when we did a podcast pre-Austria and I think Ali predicted that Red Bull were going to win Red Bull Ring and we were like ridiculing him going, Red Bull never like, do well at Red Bull Ring. What on. are you talking about? And then now it just seems like this foregone conclusion that Red Bull are going to win just because Verstappen's won it the last two years. And I, yeah, I, when you don't actually look at the factors that were part of those both of those races, yeah, they they didn't. And and even Verstappen in last year he didn't win from pole. He dropped back and just had a better tire advantage at the end. So yeah, they, they didn't just run yeah, away exactly. with it. Should be interesting though. Red Bull have never been off the pace around Austria, so it should be uh, very interesting to see where they stack up. Uh, Tommy, your two uh, commentators will call AlphaTauri Torosso at some point. Shock! I mean, that's that's one yeah, point. Well I done. Just wanted to get a point in early. You're going for a safe one. Um, I see how it Bottas is. wins. There you go. 
very spicy. Okay, I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that will spark Bottas Porridge 3.7 <laughs> tea coffee drinking man. Wouldn't 3. It? Uh, and fans, at has Craig 16 points for Russell. Jesus. Now that's You'd bold. have to have rain for that, I that's think. That's bold. That uh, is bold. That is. That is very bold. Straight out the bats. Uh, uh, out of the, out they, the bat they know, the they know this Craig. race is not on F1 2019, right? They're not they're not playing yeah. the F1 game. <laughs> this is a virtual race. <laughs> and at Mr. Random Guy 15, Verstappen will, will retire in a collision with Leclerc after getting a puncture trying to do the same move he did to him last year. Wow. That's a lot of factors. I'm not accepting a point for that unless every single term and condition is matched this, um, for Mr. Random this, Guy. This one, I, I read it and put it in. because. But he will get three points if he gets yeah, it right. Sorry, I, I read this one and was like, wow, that is really specific. And then it just triggered a memory of... I think this was the race last year where you said Verstappen would do a dive bomb at Bottas for P2. For P2 and it was cool. really specific. And then it happened actually in the race. Yeah, That I, was the best that, prediction ever. I couldn't ever. believe that. Yeah. That was ridiculous, that was, wasn't that it? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is it. We have now previewed a real-life Formula One race, the Austrian Grand Prix. I am buzzing, can you tell? Tommy, of course, you are a very excited man yourself. I am indeed. This this one's going to happen this time, right? Oh, God, don't Please. say that. Why would you? <laughs> if you jinx this and it doesn't go ahead because of rain or something, I swear <laughs> to God, this is it. We're having it out. I be, Yeah, if it doesn't happen, everyone just comments on the next video going, Tommy's fault. Exactly. There you go. At least, if not pitchforks oh, outside wow. your house. One metre social distancing at all times. Thank you. Right, that is it, guys. I cannot wait to bring you Internet's Best Reactions next week. It is finally back. And then we'll have another podcast to talk about all the ongoings of the first Austrian Grand Prix. I may have forgotten how to present, so bear in mind that when you watch IBR for the first time in seven months. And, uh, yeah, should be good. Race Rundown will be interesting as well, won't it? But bit rusty. Anything else to add, Tommy? uh, When you said seven months, I just... I, I can't. I can't get over that it's been that long. We have waited so long for this. I hope it's over worth seven it. months. It will be worth it. It will be worth it. It's Formula One cars on a track. I'm even going to watch practice and won't complain about it. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> I hardly watch practice. So there you go. Here we go then, guys. Austrian Grand Prix coming your way this weekend. Cannot wait. Thank you for watching slash listening. Make sure you rate us five stars on whatever the hell you're watching. Wait, if you're watching, you can't give us five stars. You have to five give us a thumbs, thumbs up. up. So give us a thumbs up. Five thumbs up and give us a five stars if you're listening on an audio platform. And uh, that is it. Leave a review. We read all of them. And if you want to get involved next time, use the hashtag WTF1 podcast for any suggestions and make sure you reply to any of our tweets that ask you for stuff because you might be featured. That is it. Isn't it, Tommy? It is indeed. Bring it. Bring it cool. on. Thank you so much for watching slash listening and we'll see you soon. F1's back. Tommy, I'm looking Race at you. This week. F1's back. Yay. If it gets cancelled, I'll kill you. (laughs) Lovely.